your sporting news, reviews and previews. This is the Sports Desk. This, in fact, is the penultimate sports desk of 2023 and the studio is packed and we've got the train tracker out and ready because Sam Manhattan is on his way to celebrate the final week of the sports desk in 2023 momentarily. But in the studio right now is Jerry Un, Matilda McDermott and Liam Cole as well as Jason Evans at the helm. Welcome to you. It's Monday night. How's everyone feeling? What a beautiful day. Great to yeah. be here. The first 30-degree day in a while, oh, nice everyone. sunny. We love it here in Melbourne. We we get robbed of good weather yeah, we constantly <laughs> or we don't get time to enjoy it. So it's good mm. to have a 30-degree summer day. This is what we were expecting on Friday as we did our Summer of Cricket special, but you can check that back out on the podcast feed. It is available now, and it was a good time. We're going to be breaking even more cricket down. And like we promised, Liam, later in the show we'll be doing a game breakdown of the upcoming Big Ooh, Bash 2. Awesome. So we'll leave that with Liam later on in the show. But instead, let's start with Jerry because he's got some news to break. Yeah, so Scott and Brockoff continued Australia's brilliant start to the snow season, both claiming FIS World Cup medals to bring Australia's tally to four. So that's really great news there for the Aussies in snowboarding because we haven't won many medals recently in recent times, so that's good. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Matilda, what's been hitting the world? Uh, we actually were talking about this on Friday. Yes, it was uh, speculation regarding some signing happening. We've got yes. some follow-ups to that. So Logan Sargent on Friday it was unsure whether or not he would have a future in F1 next year, but it's been confirmed he has signed with Williams again for 2024, which has locked in the grid for next year. So it's just going to stay the same for next year. No major changes to the grid. That's, that's yeah. kind of cool. Liam was very excited with uh, his piece of news. What do you got for us? <laughs> okay, so Port Adelaide midfield star Zach Butters has extended his contract for a further two years. So he was already contracted to next year, but he's just signed a two-year extension to that to the end of 2026, Jason. So he is a great player. He is tough as nails. He's actually a very good kick. Um, and he kicks goals, so um, that's great news for Port Adelaide. Does that mean there's a higher likelihood that Zach Butters will walk away with a brown medal as a Port Power champion superstar? I certainly hope so. He's um, rated highly by the Players Association Award, Um, just whether the umpires can hopefully (laughs) give him a bit more credit. Um, but, yeah, he's a, it's a midfielder's award, so hopefully. Before we break down into later on the show, because we do have more football to break down, and uh, it's it's the big blue and white kangaroo that's sitting in the studio right now. We, we can't have an elephant, can't we, Badil? It's going to be a big, huge boxing yeah. kangaroo in the corner of the studio looming over us like a dark shadow, and we're going to be breaking down that grand final a little bit later on. But, Jerry, yeah, in got... a sentence? <laughs> oh, shattered. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were all pulling for North yeah. in that one, yeah. weren't we? Uh, yes. Uh, any further? So that's uh, Jerry's breakdown in a sentence. We'll be breaking that down a little bit more in depth later on. Any further news updates it, we want to discuss? It would have been a disaster for Brisbane if they lost another grand final. So <laughs> the, the women's Brisbane Heat team lost just. Yes, Brisbane right. Brisbane Lions men's lost and then the Broncos lost. So <laughs> Not a good year for thank Brisbane. Thank God they won. Oh. But I wish North won. Yeah. yeah. It was close. Yeah, and it was a very exciting atmosphere too. So we'll stay Speaking tuned for the of review. Brisbane, the Gold Coast... Um, Tom Tate, the mayor, Gokka's mayor, has confirmed that the city will be pulling out of the running to host a 2026 Com Games. So yeah. no one wants it, Liam, Matilda, no. where Jason. are they going to no go? No one wants it. Mm. Where are the games going to go? I'm genuinely concerned. Uh, the Adelaide? Well, they want that? No. Inverloch. 
Where? Malakuta. <laughs> Country view. Tassie. Yeah, Hobart. Hobart, mm. Perth, they might want it. No, Perth, Perth, Perth has got Elimination Chamber in February. They're stocking up all their cash for and that, Coldplay. I think. Yeah. And Coldplay, Yeah, they're trying too. to get people out there, so maybe, you know, uh, Perth want it. Alice Springs. Would they host the <laughs> Commonwealth cool. Games? Oh, that would that. work. <laughs> That'd 40 be degrees every day, wouldn't it? Awesome. Actually, no, that wouldn't, play, players yeah. and athletes' health and safety would come yeah, first if you're doing a, a yeah. Scenery-wise, I think. Yeah. Scenery would be impressive. Like, that is a <laughs> drone, uh, yeah. drone flyers cinematography heaven right there. Yeah. But no, that is interesting, especially considering Gold Coast did host the Commonwealth Games back in 2018. So what... what are they still recovering from hosting it back then, or is it? What I wonder why they're pulling out now. Would it be for the same reasons as Victoria did earlier this year? Do you think? Yeah, I think it's budget yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the main one. Mm. What so, are... what's the future then for that? <laughs> what is the future if we don't that's have the a problem? Isn't it? We don't know. And New Zealand, <laughs> New Zealand may sweep in and do it. Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, or something like that. Mm. Or do they do? Would they have an initiative where they make it a bit more of a? I guess remote area, not remote, but more of a rural country, New Zealand kind of yeah. plan they have lined up for. It. It's it's a very confusing situation. They were going to yeah. put a lot of events in, you know, the Ballarat region. Yeah. Um, but obviously they cut it. But um, <laughs> yeah, just the just the mystery. No one wants the Com it. Games. Yeah, make no Port Lincoln, twenty twenty six. How about that? No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you got to get some good people of Port. Yeah. No, I've got nothing. I love Port Lincoln. <laughs> Anything else? What about David Warner and Mitch Johnson? Heard of that? Oh, lab? that was yeah. good, wasn't it? Oh. Um, yeah, that was interesting. And to see George Bailey, the national selector's comments saying, you know, I hope Mitch is okay. I'm not sure what he alludes to that, but I highly respect Mitchell Johnson's opinion. Um, if you read the article, I think it's a fair point. He hasn't been in great form, David Warner, in Test cricket. He has had a great World Cup, but um, you know, has David Warner really taken ownership over the sandpaper gate? I think a lot of it went on Steve Smith. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting, and um, he has been named in the squad, David Warner. So he will play the first game. And um, if his poor form continues in that, maybe he might not get a SCG farewell Just game. Just don't get dismissed by an outside edge for playing something reckless, Warner. That's all we ask. <laughs> and, we will, and we will reiterate that point even yeah, more in the, cricket, in the cricket conversation later on. And you can hear us reiterate it on our Summer of Cricket special on the podcast feed back on December the 1st. Uh, other than that, I did find an interesting point made by Adelaide 36's coach CJ Bruton. So if we wanted to deviate and uh, do a little bit of a preview to the basketball conversation that we'll have later on the show, let's just play it now. And we'll play it again when we talk about NBA later on in the program. But Adelaide 36's coach CJ Bruton and star Dijan Vasiljevic have hit out at the NBL scheduling after a heavy loss on the road to Tasmania two days after a game. So they were really going, uh, having a little bit of a point to be made about the schedule because if we look at the NBL's week nine and we look at the 36's schedule um, specifically, they lost to the Breakers in New Zealand 96 to 83 and then they played, and that was on Thursday. Their next game they played was in Tasmania on the Saturday where they lost quite handily to the Jack Jumpers 94 to 59. 
One of the main uh, one of the main quotes taken out of an ABC article was uh, being said, "My eyes were stinging. It was always going to be a tough task. Clearly, the resultant scoreline shows that." Vasiljevic described the scheduling as poorly done by the NBL, saying a lack of sleep has taken a toll on the teammates. And another main quote taken out of this was, "I played in college. I played everywhere. This was probably the worst road trip I've had in a long time." Break down that. It's interesting to think mm. Adelaide had to fly to New Zealand and then play in a way, play the breakers at home and then had to play in a away game again in Tasmania within the space of about two days. That is tough, definitely. It's definitely, it's definitely to go to New Zealand. Um, yeah. Whether, you know, should New Zealand be a team in the NBL? I'm not sure. Mm. Well, I mean, they're one of the mainstays. Well, it is a Australian league. Yeah, well, you could make the same argument. With, I mean, A-League. Yeah, A-League. As well. What, was, what was that, Matilda? Toronto Raptors. They're Canadian. Why yeah. are they in the NBA? Hmm. Well, I guess that's the all-in-cusping, make it more of an expansion thing, North yeah. America kind of thing. I guess that's the way of Australian sport expanding and that's yeah. a more of an all-encompassing sport to allow that. But also in the NBL, while, we, while we're at it, and we'll get to NBA later on in the program, Bullets defeated the Taipans 84-79. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix defeated the Breakers. So once the Breakers defeated the 36ers on the Thursday, they then had to fly to Melbourne to play, take on the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix and lost 79-90. to The Wildcats defeated the Kings in a high score, 114. 105. Melbourne United losing to the Taipans 115-103 and then the Bullets defeating the Illawarra Hawks by one single point, 78-77. to And I believe that is uh, the news covered, all the major things everyone on the team wants to talk about. We've got the train tracker out here and Sam Manhennett is closing in on the studio. We'll be happy <laughs> to see him back in the studio very soon. But I think in terms of a playlist point of view, he's throwing me a little bit of a bone for all the great work that we've been doing uh, in the last week, which I'm very proud of the content that, we've, that the four of us here in the studio have been producing while Sam has been out celebrating his incredible year uh, at the helm of the sports desk. And uh, to be brutally honest, if we play this first song here, I must say I'm very happy he's done that because personally, hell froze over last week in the wrestling world and I still haven't recovered myself. But when the leader speaks, that leader dies. When the mirror speaks, the reflection lies. Look in my eyes, what do you see? I think you know what comes next to all the wrestling fans listening. You're on the sports desk. I'm taking that as an early Christmas present <laughs> from our one and only dear and gracious leader, Sam Manhennett, who in bright neon red on our video screen right now is saying he has arrived and we can confirm on the sports desk Monday night, he is in the studio. Welcome everyone. Sam Manhennett back from his trip. It's great to have you back. How are you doing? Come on, <laughs> step to the mic. How you doing? Uh, good afternoon. Uh, it's been a bit, 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 bit while. This is a bit close for a thirty degree day. I <laughs> put my arm around him because I'm very happy to see him again. It's been great to have you back in the studio. Uh, how's the trip been? Uh, good, good. Uh, nice to have a nice couple of weekends away. It was just weirdly enough that they worked out that they were all stacked up back to back after in, uh, after each other. So it's a bit, bit crazy start to December. But uh, yeah, you were in Torquay. What was it like? Uh, really good. Went to a, a festival. Um, I've forgotten the name of it now, but uh, had the living end we've got coming up Ooh, in the playlist nice. and a, a few others. So I'll talk about it later when I've gathered my breath back from running in 30 degree heat, which is you look good, not mate. Great. Bit of a tan. 
Really? <laughs> I have a tan line under my glasses and it's oh. very bad. <laughs> all right, back to sport, I reckon. No problem at all. And thank you for letting me play uh, Living Colour, Cult of Personality on the show. That is in reference to CM Punk returning to WWE Survivor Series this time last week. Uh, hell froze over when that happened. And if you want to know why, check out the Art of Wrestling podcast uh, back in 2014 to find out what he had to say about his firing from WWE back in 2014. But that's neither here nor there. I would also recommend the album Vivid, the song that that is on to Liam and Jerry. It's a great album. But as Sam said, it's time to go back to sport. And while Sam recuperates himself, uh, Liam Cole is here to break down the Big Bash. He's breaking down the Summer of Cricket. We're leaving. We're picking up exactly where we left off on our Summer of Cricket special. Let's head over to Liam Cole to talk some cricket. a big weekend of sport for women's sport, basically. So the Adelaide Strikers have won back-to-back WBBL titles at home, which is a fantastic effort in a thriller against the Brisbane Heat. So as I said on Friday, it was basically Adelaide, the best bowling team in the comp against the Heat, which is the best batting team. So the Strikers scored an underwhelming 8 for 122 in their 20 overs. Nicola Hancock was the pick of the bowlers, in my opinion. She got 3 for 23, getting the big wicket of Talia McGrath. And you thought the Heat are in the box seat. Um, But it wasn't the case. In form, Grace Harris made just 15 um, and we had some great bowling by Megan Shute, two for 30, very experienced. Darcy Brown just going five and over. And then Gemma Barsby, one for 15. Talia McGrath with two for 16. But it was all down to leg spinner Amanda Jade Wellington, who had to bowl the last over where the Heat required 14 off the last six balls to win the title. And then Michaela Hinckley hit a six off her first ball to make it five off two required. And then she lost her wicket just uh, the next ball. So it was basically Hancock's uh, turn to get to hit a six off the last ball to win the title. It was an absolute thriller. Five off one they needed, four for a super over, but uh, she couldn't quite get the job done. So Amanda Jade Wellington, best on ground. She got three for 16 off her four overs, Jason. Fantastic work. So happy to see that result take place. Uh, now with that season being done, now, the men, now it's the men's turn to try and top the quality cricket that we're seeing in the WBBL with the men's BBL starting this Thursday. Jerry and Liam and Matilda, Brisbane Heat versus Melbourne starts at 7.15. What are we looking for here? So it's good to see Big Bash Cricket back for the men's. So it's at the Gabba on Thursday night. And I think the Heat should get the job done. So they're lucky enough to have Usman Khawaja and Manus Labuschagne play for their first game and then head off to Perth to play Test Cricket for Australia next week. So that those are two massive ins. The Stars lose Mark Steckity, fast bowler, and batting all-rounder Bo Webster due to the PM's 11 game on the 6th. So um, I think the Heat a bit too strong. They've got some really good, powerful top-order batsmen. Colin Munro, very good player, experience. And then you got Big Josh Brown, uh, Sam Billings, very good Englishman. Jimmy Pearson, um, who's very good in the power surge. So I just don't really like the Stars list at the moment. I think it's they've lost Adam Zampa to the Renegades and they've got um, some 
let's say, pedestrian overseas spin bowlers, Imad Wazim mm. and Liam Dawson. So They're uh, still maintaining Maxwell and mm. Stoinis, I noticed. And that, that is huge, obviously. Those two they, are still really strong. They did miss Glenn Maxwell last year with a broken leg and Stoinis had some hamstring niggles. So um, those are two big ins, but I think they rely heavily on them. I'm just, too much. I've generated a little bit of curious of looking at the Heat squad mm-hmm. and seeing Labashan and Kawaja there. What uh, score do you, or run score do you believe they sh- you'd expect them to accumulate in this game? Um, I think, well, the Gabba, it's pretty good with bat and ball. Yep. Um, yeah, I think 170, 175 they'll look to get at least. I think that's probably par at okay. the Gabba. And individually with uh, the test bats, batters in Labashane and Kawaja, do you reckon, what do you think they contribute to that 170? Ooh, About I 40, 50? Kawaja, he's had some great BBL history. He steps up in the big games. I expect him to dominate. And then minus Labashane, he'll probably bat at three, three or four, depending on how the top order goes. Um, yeah, he's really smart the way he plays and great in the field. So I think they'll um, contri- contribute really well. We'll throw it to Jerry. You got any expectations going into this? What are the main uh, points you want to make? I think, yeah, it's all about the Aussies. So the Manus and Kawaja combo with the Heat and then Maxwell Stoinis, depending on who scores the most out of them four, I reckon that's where the winner's going to come because it's, at best, yeah, like Liam said, on par, you're expecting 170 to 175. And if one of them can turn it on, it can easily be a 200 wicket, in my opinion. So um, lots to cover there, Jace. Now, if we get to the international seat, let's expand on the point um, that Mitchell Johnson made. Now, Liam made some good points that the form has been quite low, and we are going to continually reiterate, let's hope Warner doesn't get dismissed from a reckless shot. Uh, what, what, what are your takeaways from the comments made by uh, Johnson, Jerry? I think they're very valid because obviously Johnson's played together and with Warner, he didn't really admit to much with the sandpaper scandal. It was all left to kind of Steve Smith to deal with. So Hmm. even that, but in saying that, if Warner comes out firing in the first test against Pakistan, then he should deserve a a farewell game. So we'll just have to wait and see. Right. And we were talking about on Friday, there was some selection, I guess, difficulties, maybe the good problem to have of some very good cricketers uh, vying for a spot, and that being in Cameron Green's 96 in the Sheffield Shield and where's Mitch Marsh going to go. Uh, have you seen any updates in the selection-making uh, process and you believe there's a few more vying for some spots? Well, I think Cam Green is playing in the PM's 11, so that's, I think, a big sign that he's probably behind Mitch Marsh. Mitch, Mitch Marsh isn't playing in that team. So, mm-hmm. And I think Lance Morris, uh, WA fast bowler, he's been added to the test squad. So they're playing at Perth. Optus Stadium, very uh, uh, high bounce wicket. So whether they give Nathan Lyon a rest or Hazelwood a rest and give uh, maybe four quicks and Lance Morris a go, could see that. Jerry? I agree with that statement. I think if if we're to win, we need to have our best bowlers rested as well. So Nathan Lyon's coming off. He was injured towards the end of the Ashes. So if we bowl him too much, we might risk further you know, re-injuring something, so, yeah. Well, the excitement's going to continue to heat up as the summer of cricket draws even closer as the Aussies take to the... Uh, it is the... where they, Where's the first test against in the Gabba? It's at the Gabba, correct? Perth. In Perth, it's taking place at Optus Stadium, I believe, or something like that. Uh, as we wait for that, there's only one chant to keep continuing doing. Come on, Aussie, come on. Come on. 
Sam Man Hennett, what's coming up next? Well, we've got a big grand final to talk about uh, that just happened. Uh, December grand final, it just, it's just, just when you thought footy was calmed down, it, it's gotten, gotten crazy again. And unfortunately for Jerry, he's going to have to relive it all. And that's coming up next. This is the Sports Desk on Sin. There we go, the Foo Fighters who are actually here in uh, Melbourne tonight playing at Amy Park tonight and I think, is it Wednesday? They're playing in Amy Park Wednesday night as well and also Chris Shiflett, the guitar player, is also doing a solo show at the Workers Club on Tuesday as well. No way, yes, the home of the Lions. Yeah, the home of the uh, the Workers Club Lions wow. and not only that, he's, doing, that. he's promoting his uh, solo album that came out earlier this year called Lost at Sea, which I did listen to and that's really good. It's really appropriate that you played the Foo Fighters, Sam, because uh, not just last Last week, uh, we announced that myself, Liam Cole, and Jerry Un uh, did a great metal standoff, which is Mosh Pit on Sin's B-side podcast, in which we take an album from a band and put them track by track and put them in a contest and see what happens. Sam took part yep. in this uh, podcast about a year ago with Oasis versus Blur. The battle we did was Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication, and The Colour and the Shape. And that podcast is going to drop at 12 noon, the day of our <laughs> final show, at syn.org.au. Final question for Liam and Jerry, and this is something that normally Imran and I would take part in. However, we will abstain just this once. What is your top three favourite songs from both albums, Jerry? So for Foo Fighters, um, Colour and Shapes was uh, My Hero, See You and February Stars. And then for the Californication album, Californication, Scar Tissue and Other Side. That's a nice list. Liam? For me, Colour and the Shape, I'd say Monkey Rich. Monkey wrench. <laughs> I don't even know the song. Oh no! Um, we'll put that up. <laughs> um, Everlong and My Hero, so quite classic there. And then Californication. I'd say I like Dirt, Other Side, and Californication. And we break that down in depth. You'll be able to hear it right. syn.org.au the, the crossover at twelve that... noon on the final show, December the eighth. The crossover I never thought we'd happen, but we've had to roll back into sports now, as it is the sports desk. And it's time to talk about the AFLW <laughs> Grand Final. Oh. Oh, I still make mistakes. Here we go again. And, of course, um, a massive game at Icon Park. Uh, a warm one for a Grand Final, too. The heat come out. Uh, filled stadium. What's, what's the capacity icon now? Is it 15, 20? Absolutely nothing. It's a terrible stadium. Oh, you don't like it? Well, it's Carlton, so probably. Oh. <laughs> no, I reckon it's become a really good hub, all the investment that they've put into it. They probably could have put a little bit more seats, though. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with that old stand that nobody ever goes in now because it's so ancient. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, it was the Liam Brisbane was just Lions. Being a bit snippy there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was the Brisbane's, uh, Brisbane Lions, sorry, uh, with the victory in the end over the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Uh, 7 2, 44 to 4 3, 27. A very tight affair. Um, Jerry, just take us back to the game. Like You were there, the atmosphere. What was it like just to start off with? Yeah, starting off with lots of North Melbourne supporters. It was yeah, I've see. never seen so many. Yeah. Where have they all come from? <laughs> Gee, that was snippy from Sam. <laughs> <laughs> They've come from the shadows to try and you know, raise us up. Unfortunately, that couldn't happen. Who so. were you cheering for, Matilda? Uh, I was cheering for North because they're a Melbourne team and I always do that in grand finals if it's <laughs> so a bit disappointing. They, 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 they needed our backing, all right? They need to buy 
they were about to dust off the trophy cabinet, but uh, unfortunately, it's still in storage. Oh, um, for a mile, <laughs> sometimes sorry, sorry. I think the Blues have brown paper bags in their cabinet, don't they? Oh, maybe. <laughs> okay, so seventeen point win for the Lions, uh, and the, the game was really was a tight tussle all the way through, um, and brutal from the start. So many injuries. Uh, the girls just giving it, giving it their all. Um, but I think just the last quarter and uh, the experience for the Lions being there before it just comes into play. Uh, I, th- I think, unfortunately, there was a few crucial mistakes with North going up forward. Um, it just seemed sometimes they were just lobbing it uh, to 50-50s when there were a few open targets. So uh, it's just the pressure of a grand final. Um, and unfortunately, uh, those moments you need to stood up, and, and they didn't. But the standout for uh, the Brisbane Lions, um, her name's gone out of my head, but she, I th- I, she was pretty much the match winner. Was it Dakota Davidson? Yes, yeah. that's what I was thinking yeah. of. Um, so, yes, standing up Brisbane Lions. Well, what did you think of the game, Matilda? Um, I thought it was really interesting how North were leading from the first three quarters. They were leading every quarter. So for them to sort of lose in that final quarter, I think mainly due to fitness and obviously Brisbane's experience in um, going into grand finals, I think that ultimately cost North's loss, even though I was a little bit disappointed. Um, so yeah, that was, yep. Yeah. Uh, goals <laughs> from Ali Hampson, Jasmine Garner and Dakota Davidson, two goals each. Uh, and then an amazing goal from Kate Shearlaw, is that how you say it? Yeah, Kate Shearlaw, yeah. Um, so th- there were some great moments throughout the game. Uh, I know it didn't go your way, Jerry, but what was your overall thoughts of the game? Yeah, I thought it was tough losing Jenna Bruden straight away with an ankle injury. So we lost her and then we had to restructure the whole game. I, I thought the girls played pretty well up until that final quarter. We just had nothing left to give. So yep. it was very tough doing yep. that final term. And especially in that heat too. The, you can't rule that out too. That that, that definitely affects um, players. It, it, it's, it's been pretty mild during, I'd say, this AFLW season compared to ones in past. I mean, that's why they moved it a bit earlier. It would suit Brisbane, the humidity. Yes, though. of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What we do? Do we have an official temperature gauge of what it was? Um, so I think it was probably about twenty nine. But but always in a stadium when you're crowded with more people. Yeah, a little bit um, more. Yeah, it heats the ground there. But again, it was mainly the humidity <laughs> that did that did right. Jerry wants a chicken. What, what's oh. the chicken for? The oh, weather. The weather. Yeah. The weather? <laughs> <laughs> How hot was it? It was about twenty two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. It was pretty we got it right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll tot on TV. Yeah. Liam, um, what was your thoughts? Well, North didn't really take advantage of the win, so they were kicking with the win in the third quarter and they only managed to get two late goals to give them only a seven-point margin. And that just wasn't enough. And Dakota Davidson, as we spoke about, she's made the All-Australian team. She's very hard to match up with, very powerful, and kicked two uh, big goals in that last quarter. She had a quiet game, uh, previously um, for the first three quarters, but she was huge. You look at North Melbourne's efficiency going inside 50, 26%, just not good enough. They couldn't really handle the pressure. Courtney Hotter, Brisbane Lions small forward. I've spoken about her throughout the season. 18 tackles she laid. That is huge. Isabel Dawes with 13 tackles. So their pressure, Brisbane was elite for the whole game. Yeah, they set the record for most tackles in the AFLW. They scored. They they laid 110 tackles that game. That's huge. So, yeah, only wow. 75 from North Melbourne. So it just shows. Yeah, we lacked a bit of 
That ruthless aggression. Yeah. Yeah. Or fitness. <laughs> wow. Uh, the best on ground voting. So 15 uh, went to Brianna Conan. Uh, I'm sorry if I pronounce it Co- Coninan. Um, and nine went to Jasmine Garner, five went to Belly Doors, and one went to Natalie Grider. Uh, so um, massive all round, um, uh, and I think it's another decent, uh, exciting way to finish the AFLW season in its, what, what was this, seventh season now? Eighth season. Eighth season. Yeah. Okay, so mm. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the off-season, if it's going to stay the format that it is now or... Um, because longer. they definitely need yeah. m- m- much longer. Yeah. I-, I think it's it's too short in its current format. But they're um, not going to go straight from 10 rounds through to a full 23 or 24 no. yet. So how, no, ma- how, how no. much will do you think it would expand to if they want to elongate the season a bit? Another four, another five? Maybe 15 is the round Yeah, I, I, th- I think so. I uh, just, yeah, in... in the way it is at the moment, it's probably not 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 near enough. So then, do you push the start of the season back a few more weeks and have the grand final around about the same time, or what do you do with that? Um, it's a great question. I, I guess you could. I, I I know that they wanted to launch it around with the bye week, um, but I I think if if you sacrifice that for um, getting more weeks in, uh, then go back a few more. Mm. Go back a few more. If there's a bye weekend or something. Towards the end of the year in the round twenty four or round twenty, how many seasons is the men's league getting again? Is round twenty? There's round 24. zero plus twenty four. Well, it's a weird so, number now. It might be back to twenty three because of zero. It's weird. Yeah, true. <laughs> but maybe okay. We'll say last home and away game of the of the men's season could be the the tr- the bridge over into the first week of the AFLW home and away season might work. So then. You get the ball rolling there, and then the appetite for more footy during the bye week is already there. Yep. It's only just an idea, folks. Interesting. Well, we look forward to it uh, next year. Just to to stand out, who is your favourite moment from the AFLW season? I'd say for a Saints fan perspective, I think Saints beating the Lions, I think that was a huge upset at Moorabbin. I'd say when North demolished Carlton at Arden Street. Uh, oh, that was a fun time, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Essendon beating Carlton is also a highlight yeah, for me. No, for well, if you can't do it, <laughs> What's you can't do it earlier in the year, do yeah. it now. They uh, did as well, round 13. Oh, oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I think I said this last week, but Monique Conti winning best and fairest for the league, which she's a Richmond player, and bring it home for us after we had a pretty average season. So. Yep. All We're right. impartial analysts here on the sports desk. <laughs> <laughs> We're yes. known for our impartiality. Sure, sure, yeah. All right, uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about the basketball. I know you briefly talked about NBL already. So NBA, um, a nice maybe quick little hockey wrap to end for the year. Uh, and a special and then, minute Mondays to close. Yes, EPL, A-League as well. It's all happening here on the sports desk on the second last show of 2023. Welcome to the DCC, Nothing But Thieves on the Sports Desk on your Monday evening. Uh, it is the second last ever show of this, well, not ever, sorry, ever for me, um, but second last <laughs> show of the Sports Desk for 2023. Uh, now, before we get into our next segment, just want to say a quick shout out to uh, thanks to all who came down and supported the Always Live Sandbox uh, that happened with Sin uh, last Wednesday. Um, I was interviewed as one of the segments, gave the sports desk a bit of a pump up, so uh, uh, it was good. Is that available nice. on podcast by any chance? Yeah, you can find it. Um, 
maybe I can post the interview uh, that happened. Because, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a great time out there. And then it's still going. So they've got free concerts and uh, in the little studio booth outside the uh, art centre. So exciting. All right, time for some basketball. Two. Well, there was a few results yesterday with um, the Clippers defeating Warriors by 1.113 to 112. The Timberwolves defeated the Hornets 123 to 117. The Cavaliers defeated Pistons 110 to 101. The Nets defeated Magic 129 to 101. The Bulls defeated the Pelicans 124 to 118. The Pacers defeated the Heat 144 to 129 with Brown dropping 30. The Bucks defeated the Hawks 132 to 121 with Giannis dropping a triple double. So first one for him this season: 32, 11 rebounds and 10 assists. And then Damian Lillard chipping in with 25 as well. The Thunder defeated the Mavericks 126 to 120. Um, the Suns defeated the Grizzlies 118 to 109 with KD dropping 27. And then the Jazz defeated the Trailblazers in OT 118 and 113 with Fox dropping 26. And then you had to round out the results from yesterday. Lakers defeated Rockets 107 to 97 with Anthony Davis dropping a double double, 27 and 14 rebounds. You got any basketball NBA? Oh, well, I was just going to say with the NBA, it's uh, reaching the finale for the this uh, in season tournament uh, that's in its first uh, showing. So that's interesting. Still trying to wrap my head around it. I don't really understand it, but uh, um, each. Well, you can lift an NBA Cup um, and each of its players wins $500,000 in prize money, which is uh, pretty crazy. So right bang in the middle of the season. So that's coming to a close. Four teams uh, remain from each conference will play uh, for the right to advance to the semifinals on December 7 at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, followed by the championship game on December 9. Uh, the India Indiana Pacers will host the Boston Celtics while the New Orleans Pelicans will travel to the Sacramento Kings. What do you think about that, Jerry? Yeah, I think there'll be two interesting games. Celtics in form right now against the Pacers, I and mean, then the Kings have been playing really well, so two closely fought battles will be fought tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Jason, have you already covered NBA, or what's, uh, what's we took We already talked to NBL earlier on the show oh, sorry, as, re- as a result of the conversation about the strange travel schedule that uh, the uh, yes. Adelaide 36 has had to deal with in round nine this week, taking on New Zealand at home and then having to play Tasmania at home. Right, okay. And then I heard something about a coach. Uh, we got news on that? Yes. Uh, here, let, <laughs> I've just clicked off it. Um, Oh, no, it's gone. It's completely gone. So (laughs) how about instead we'll uh, go to a different (laughs) code in the United States and I'll do the rapid-fire version of a a certain, uh, what's that little thing you do where you have a helmet and a visor and a big, massive jersey and some knives on your feet? Knives on your feet. That's well, an interesting way to describe well, it. Well, that's what happens when violent. a player gets slashed with their skates. Yes, yes no. Because they're sharp. Yeah, I'm scared of ice hockey. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
I'll take us away. <laughs> Sam might not like it, but I do. What happened on Saturday? Let's have a look-see here. Rangers are in great form, defeating the Predators 4-3. Uh, we have the Hurricanes continuing also doing uh, good stuff with a 6-2 win over the Sabres, 35 shots on 22. They were attacking madly there. Uh, Liam Senators, they still sit at the bottom of the Atlantic Division, but they got oh. a 2-0 win over the Seattle Kraken, which is fantastic to see. Well, you know, it's good to see. The plucky little Senators. Uh, <laughs> overtime, this one went to with Pasternak delivering well and Austin Matthews still on a tear, but the Bruins did it in overtime, 4-3 over the Maple Leafs. Uh, this one this one I like a lot. Anaheim Ducks, the, the f- artist formerly known as the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, defeated the Colorado Avalanche in a shootout, 4-3. How cool is that? Canucks over the Flames, 4-3, and the Golden Knights continuing to steady along beautifully with a 4-1 win over the Capitals. If we go to what is scheduled as the Sunday uh, 3rd of December games, Connor Bedard, as much as uh, he's delivering uh, on the scoreboard. Uh, he didn't really do it in this particular game against the Wild. The Wild got it 4-1. Rangers over the terribly performing Sharks 6-5, which is quite funny. The bottom of the Pacific Division went were able to score five goals over the first of the Metro Division Rangers. That's a very strange game right there. Uh, and also the LA Kings over the Avalanche uh, in one of the main games of Sunday the 3rd. There you go, Sam. That is a rapid-fire review of the NHL. We'll go a little bit more in-depth and maybe just farewell it a little bit more. Yep. The, uh, the most persistent banging of the head against the brick wall, the sports desk review, the NHL. What a strange little, uh, what a little review it's been this yeah. year. Hey, Sam? It's exciting. Uh, you just said right. you didn't like it. What do you mean it's exciting? No, it's always exciting. You you bring the excitement in it. Uh, <laughs> I've never had for it before. I get it from you. So I think the sun's got to me today. The heat, it's really getting to everyone. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's being nice about ice hockey. How great's that? All right. <laughs> Premier League. Yes. Uh, before I do that, we'll we'll start, start home with the A-League. Um, and we are up to, I can't believe now, round... Uh, six has just happened with one more game of that to play tonight, MacArthur v Adelaide United. Uh, but it started off this weekend with Brisbane Raw uh, drawing with the Western Sydney Wanderers 2-2. Uh, Wellington, Phoenix, de- sorry, Wellington Phoenix defeated Western United 1-0. Sydney FC defeated Perth Glory 3-2. Uh, Central Coast Mariners drawed 2-2 with Melbourne Victory. Some late drama there. Um, and Melbourne City defeated Newcastle 2-0 away. Now, talking of uh, extended travel for uh, teams, Melbourne City came off a trip uh, to, um, was it Wellington last week? Um, and then they went to Japan midweek for the Asian Champions League. So wow. to go up to New South Wales after that and win a game, uh, it's pretty good. But when... did they sleep like the 36ers didn't? Yeah, that's, that's not great game preparation, is it? No. It's not, not great. So, yes, they won 2-0. Uh, and then, yes, as I mentioned, MacArthur and Adelaide yet to play. They'll play tonight, 7 p.m. Uh, looking at the table, Wellington Phoenix sit on top at the moment with 14 points. Western Sydney Wanderers in second uh, with 12. Brisbane Raw third with 11. Fourth position now is Adelaide United, 10th. Um, behind them is Melbourne Victory. Same points, MacArthur. And uh, then Melbourne City, Sydney FC, Newcastle Jets, Perth Glory, Central Coast, and Western United. Uh, Premier League. What do you think of Tottenham? We'll get to Tottenham. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, Jerry. I knew he'd be salty. <clears throat> 
Okay, match day, 14th of 38. Uh, but it always feels, the ramp up to Christmas always f- feels just that extra bit exciting. They're cramming games in. Mm. People mm. got some time off to watch some games. So uh, it's really starting to heat up. So Brentford uh, kicked things off uh, yesterday with a 3 win one. Uh, sorry, 3-1 one, <laughs> win over Luton Town. Arsenal defeated Wolves 2-1. Uh, Burnley defeated Sheffield United a whopping 5-0 um, and Sheffield United suffered a red card during that. Uh, Everton 1-0 over Nottingham Forest. Newcastle 1-0 over Manchester United yesterday. Chelsea 3-2 over Brighton. Uh, Liverpool 4-3 over Fulham. West Ham uh, 1-1 draw with Crystal Palace. Uh, 2-2 draw today, Bournemouth and Aston Villa. And the last game of this round um, in this Exciting, exciting cram of a few games at the moment. Some late drama with Manchester City and Tottenham, uh, who always, always seem to have uh, the bit of the wood over City at their home venue. Um, And especially in this season with Ange at the helm, it's been exciting. It was always going to be uh, a bit of a whopping game. Uh, and some late drama with Erling Haaland. So it finished 3-3. Crazy stuff. Uh, but the late drama was that the referee pulled back play um, and when Hullen was pretty much running towards, had the advantage and called back the advantage. It was very late, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he definitely would have got a shot on target, yep. you'd think. Um, yeah, very late. I've never seen Hullen so adam- animatedly <laughs> angry. Yeah. Um, he just looked insane. <laughs> uh, so an exciting warm-up game there because I, I swear this season is going to be, and I know that I said this last year, but uh, this one feels open. This one feels very open for a few teams. Uh, what was your game of the round so far? I think I do like watching Arsenal play right now. I think their team chemistry blew uh, the Wolves away in the first, you know, first 30 minutes and um, Saka's good form continues and Declan Rice, um, new player um, from West Ham, he's playing really well. So they've impressed me. And Manchester United, another loss. Um, and Newcastle's home ground, it seems like a fortress. It's so loud out there. Yes. No, no, they've they've really ramped up, uh, especially, I mean, they've always had a big fan base and big, uh, great crowds, but now that they're stepping up and playing mm. uh, European football um, and they've going to become a dominant side for years to come. Uh, let's look at the table. So Arsenal now back up on top, 33 points. Liverpool uh, up into second, 31. Man City third currently, 30 points. Uh, behind them, Aston Villa, who have been going supremely well. Really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tottenham top fifth position now. So they've dropped back down a bit. Uh, still looking healthy on 27 points. Newcastle, uh, sixth position, 26. Man United, seventh. Uh, behind them is Brighton, West Ham, Chelsea, Brentford, Crystal Palace, Wolves, Fulham, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, Luton, and the last three, Everton, Burnley, Sheffield. Now, it's not looking good for Everton. I know they just survived last season, but uh, it's looking dire for them already. Imagine if they got points deducted, which they almost did. Well, it wasn't something that, did they get a fine after that? Because mm, something so. happened, yeah. um, which a lot of people weren't happy with because the same things didn't happen to City. So uh, interesting, that one, that conversation. Um, 
All right, but now it's time to end the sports desk with a sports desk quiz, Minute Mondays, but a sports desk edition. And now the Sports Capital becomes the Quiz Capital. It's the Sports Desk Minute Mondays. Sports Desk Quiz. What does Sam mean by that? I mean, we're going to actually talk about Sports Desk in 2023, moments that happened in this studio, wow. and see how Sam, Jerry, and Liam can we stand remember them? This. Yeah, there's a lot of fun little moments. There it was good going through the archives trying to uh, concoct this quiz here. We've got Matilda as our scorekeeper. Are you ready to scorekeep this one? She's giving me the thumbs up. Fantastic. Test your buzzers, please. They'll do it with their Sam, names. Sam, Jerry, Liam. Fantastic. There'll be 60 seconds put on the clock. If I, they answer incorrectly, I'm just going to say the answer and move on. Let's see how well they fare with studio moments in this year. This was fun to relive. Let's start the clock. Let's go. Which sports desk host won the first Minute Monday's quiz? Sam. Sam. Was it Jerry? Adam Miller. Oh, what no. Carlton interstate game did Sam Manhattan Sam. attend? Sam. Uh, Sydney Carlton. Correct. At the height of the Matildas run, which sports desk host distastefully Liam. quoted? Liam. Jason. Correct. Who was the coach oh. Jason distastefully quoted? Ooh. Ross Lyon. Sam claimed... Carlton were back in the finals race after defeating Jerry, which of Jerry? Fremantle. Correct. True or false? <laughs> this is where Liam infamously dubbed Jerry. the worst Jerry. True. Correct. How many Whoa. people altogether pre- repre- uh, presented the sports desk in 2023? Sam. Jerry. Sam. Uh, I'd say eight. Ten. Ooh, True or wow. false? Sam Manhattan hosted the first show for 2023. Jerry. Jerry. Um, false. Correct. Jerry and Sam have how many wins in a loser wears jump stipulation? Jerry. Jerry. Two. One win each. From which location did the sports desk broadcast its grand final preview? Sam. Uh, from the pub in Richmond. Mountain View Hotel. <laughs> yes. Which sports desk presenter attended a gig over the Matilda semi final? Jerry. Jerry. Me. Correct. <laughs> True, <laughs> True false or unresolved? Liam Cole is the son of Coach Cole. Liam. Sam. Liam. Yes. Unresolved. What? <laughs> all right. Wow, what a whirlwind Idiot of a quiz. Point. Um, if you uh, haven't no. listened at all this year, that would have made no sense. All right. <laughs> what I love is that Liam said true, but the correct answer is unresolved. Okay. okay. Scores, Matilda. <laughs> Scores. We'll put the microphone on Matilda. Scores. Sam, one. Oh. Liam, one. I thought I got Jerry more than that. with four. Jerry with two? four. That is just... That I need is a VAR just check on that academic, one, I, I would say. <laughs> Jerry went undefeated for months. Okay, let's make this proposal going into the final show on Friday. Would you like one more quiz? Minute Mondays on a Fridays for the final show of the year. Would you want to see it? If we can squeeze it in. <laughs> but sure. sure you can't why not? say no to a Minute Monday or a Minute Friday quiz. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be a Minute Mondays on a Friday. It's confirmed. Join us on the final show on Friday. But for our Monday... That was the Sports Desk. Thank you very much. Yes, tune in on Friday at 5pm for the final Sports Desk of 2023. And then I have a final show coming up the week after, which I'll give you the details on Friday. Uh, But until then, enjoy your sport this week. And uh, we'll see you then. I've been Sam and Hennett, joined by Jerry and G, Liam Cole, Matilda McDermott and Jason Evans. This is Sports Desk on Sin. AFL season, listen to the Sports Desk, live Fridays and Mondays 5pm on SIN, 90.7 FM, and on SYN.org.au.